I'd had my wits around me and I've known it from the start. Remember that high level of radiation I noticed when we left the TARDIS? Yes, you thought there'd been a leak from the defense station. That was natural radiation. And the crawled planet of Sidon is the only planet in the galaxy with a level that high. This is no good. Won't that radiation make us ill? Well, it's not that bad yet. All the same, the sooner we get away from here, the better. Quite right. Any level of radiation is too high. It's getting worse all the time. It'll be long before the place becomes uninhabitable. That's why the crowds are planning to leave and take over Earth. So everything we've seen has been a fake? Yes. But the village? Yes, and the woods and the defense station. Every last detail copied down, including the inhabitants. Like a sort of training ground. Exactly. Hello everyone and welcome back to Regenerated. I'm Matt and I'm joined as always by my beautiful wife, Becky. I love it how you say that and then you just hesitate when you get to my name. Because cause, uh, you want a big build up every week so I kind of just wait for wait for the uh, the comment. But you did that bit really hyper and then you just went, Becky. I know. But... It's just like... It's a disappointment. Oh, well. We will quickly move on while we're still married and not heading for the divorce courts. Uh, either that or strangulation. So there's not really much news. It's gone really quiet about uh, Doctor Who and who's going to be the next Doctor, although the rumour is it's going to be within the next couple of weeks. So yeah, we'll watch this things. space. So like I said, there's not really much to sort of get into to be fair because uh, there isn't really much Doctor Who news as we're recording this so straight into serial 83 of Doctor Who mm-hmm. it is serial number 4 of season 13 and it is 4 episodes of the Android Invasion that's a lot of numbers but I thought I would interject there with what number serial we're actually up to so we're heading towards the hundreds, the 100th Serial. So it's coming. But how many episodes has it been? Well, I don't know how many episodes. I, I wouldn't... I could find it out, but I can't be bothered to, to search it at the minute. <laughs> it's probably 500, maybe. We think we're up to 83, and some of them were six episodes, and we also have the 12 episodes of the War Games and the 10 episodes of the, the Daleks Master Plan. I just don't know. It's... Probably quite a lot. A small 500 at least. If anyone out there is listening to the podcast and would like to do some of the uh, the background to find out how many episodes we've been up to or watched up to now, then feel free to do it. So the Android invasion uh, statistics are the 22nd of November to the 13th of December 75. So we're now going into 1976. I said four episodes in the poll came in at number 86. So it's in the top 100 and it was written by Mr. Daleks Terry Nation. So like I said, he did the Daleks. Uh, he's done the Daleks, the Keys of Marinus, the Daleks Invasion of Earth, the Chase, Mission to the Unknown, the Daleks Master Plan, episodes one to five and seven, the Planet of the Daleks, Death to the Daleks, Genesis of the Daleks, and now the Android Invasion. So it's a little bit of a, um, a sort of different type of story, really, kind of, although I feel it does lend 
there's a few similarities in this to other stories, which I'll go through when we get to them. And this one was directed by a Barry Letts, who's also another sort of influential person uh, with Doctor Who. He has directed The Enemy of the World, Inferno, although he's been uncredited for, see, uh, for episodes three to seven, Terror of the Autons and Carnival of the Monsters, Planet of the Spiders. And this is his very last um, serial that he directed. So, yeah. Uh, um, here we go. Bet you might have done the background for the listeners instead. I've tried. Not that anyone is, you know, unless you actually, I've tried typing into Google how many episodes um is there between from an unearthly child all the way through to Android Invasion, and all it says is story number eighty-three. Exactly. So that is literally all it says. So unless you actually directly go through and each count them, single one. Yep, and count them, and count then, them yeah. So if any of our listeners wants to actually do that and let us know on Twitter or Facebook well, or whatever. Well, if wants to actually do the legwork, because right now, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't be bothered. So uh, anyway, Android Invasion. What do you think of the Android Invasion? I know your little uh, critiques are actually quite uh, wordy. There's androids. There we go. There it is. And uh, the right sort of androids. and and we'll catch it and we'll catch you next week. <laughs> this is a better android. Yes. So synopsis. Quick. Samsungs are better androids. We'll quickly go through the synopsis before we go into the final details. The fourth Doctor and Sarah find themselves in the English village of village village of village village of. Village of with an e. It wasn't begin with e. It was given with D. It was Devesham near oh, a space. Well, no, Devesham, yeah. near a space defence station. The village seems deserted. The telephones don't work. The calendars are stuck on the same day. And Which is? The 6th of June. Actually, that's wrong. The 6th of July. Well, I was one month out. And white-suited figures are wandering around aimlessly. On those calendars, it says J-U-L. Okay. Not an N. Okay. Uh, who are the Krolls and what are their plans for Earth? So, I told you who the Krolls were. Being as we mentioned them, the Krolls, which are this week's monster. The They're people who've had a, gone for a really bad mud experience at a spa and they've gone all crusty and come out looking like it. So the beauty of uh, Regenerated is we go through time and space of the serials. So we don't go through it like from point one to the end. We sort of or oh, I do. I sort yeah, of jump around. So the Krolls, they are this week's monster. You get their reveal at the end, I think, of episode well, one, is it? I think it's episode one we get to see the reveal, but it's not really a reveal. It's kind of them looking through like a porthole. And to be honest, yeah. I thought they looked like the Sultarans at the beginning. No. They do look very much like the Sultarans. No. They do. The Sultarans are more rounded. Yeah, but when they're like looking through a square hole in the wall... You just see their the eyes, nose, and that. It's in the name. They're more sultana-like, whereas these are more raisin-like. Yeah, but you kept going on with like the fruit puns and called them yeah, currants, so it is yeah, kind of. But currants and sultanas, right, are more plump than a raisin. A raisin is quite shriveled. So I'm saying, the sultarans look more plump, like a currant or a sultana, mm. and the cu- um the krals look more like a raisin. Right. Shriveled. Okay. So yeah, the krals. I don't know. I don't think they're again. So like a fig. You they're... know, because the fig when a fig is dried, it's a very big thing. You know, fruit. Mm. I think they're a fruit. Why are we still talking about fruits? And 
when they're shriveled down, they look like a used tea bag. Right. Just I'll take your word for it. Anyway, the, yeah, this week's monster, the crawls, not very convincing. Blasphemous. Not very convincing myself. They're ones obviously Although, that don't you know, reoccur. Did you know if you eat actual um, whole figs, chances are you'll probably be eating a dead wasp because actually wasps actually go inside a whole fig when they're on trays and lay all their eggs in there and then their larvae start eating it from the inside out and chances are you could probably end up being a dead wasp. Right, so we're not going to be sponsored by figs this week then. I like figs though. Uh. That's why I eat fig rolls and not actual normal figs because in the drying process anything would kind of get mushed anyway so mm, right. even if you do even find a dead wasp in it extra protein right well we'll move on from because, that you know that image bee, if it was a bee that's a whole other different phase because bees have a job they don't sting you on purpose bees if they sting you they die you know they're never one to sting you on purpose only if you know they have no choice or suicidal but wasps wasps will just sting any bugger they can just because they can and, you know, they're a bit of a, you know... Right, okay. Species. Well, we'll move on from that. So, the crawls, this week's monster, not very convincing to me. Not a reoccurring monster like we have seen. And they're kind of a one and done. They kind of serve a purpose. The same sort of... Uh, well, good, because they look the, like a cow pattern that someone stepped on them. They've kind of got the same sort of um, goal. The same sort of goal as other monsters, which is just world domination or finding a place to inhabit because their planet Although, is just inhabitable. Honest, I would think that their first mission would be to have some serious Botox because stop their face looking like a stupid mm. cow pack. Yeah, so like I said in the synopsis, Doctor and Sarah Jane again are trying to get back to Earth. They kind of, well, they kind of think they've made it this time, but obviously they haven't because they land on in this like wooded area of which they then later say is a training ground for the crawls yeah, when the they inhabit that, Earth. The thing is that gets me, right, is when the Doctor and Sarah first land there, why don't they suss out that the trees are not real? Well, I don't because know. Because later on when they go back to the TARDIS, he said, towards the TARDIS, he says of how they're synthetic. Hmm. They're synthetically made. Yet, when they actually get to Earth properly, they say, you know, it's nice to actually be around proper trees, you know, and actually know when it's actually Earth. Mm, well, I don't know. Again, Doctor Who and plot points. You know, we've seen someone, we've seen a few that are very questionable. That's another one. There is a bit of a, a conversation where they say about smells like rain in the air or it's just been raining, only for the doctors to say, well, the ground's not wet. So there is that kind of <laughs> doubt in the air straight away. Like I said, they stumble upon this village, which is called uh, Devesham, where it's completely deserted, um, except for these four white kind of astronaut-type people humanoids I was to say we find out that they're actually androids or they have a, at least a, a, a circuit well, Samsung, that's for sure. a circuit inside um and like i said it's just more of a, like a training ground they're like vodafone's own version of an android it's it's kind of like a training ground for what we don't really know i don't really know what it well, is is it for say, the androids to take over no, the infrastructure because, of um, earth the Is it some part of a test? So obviously they were doing some sort of test on this training ground. 
before they actually acted it out properly on Earth. Yeah, because they've they've duplicated several people um, to infiltrate like high positions. Uh, one of the androids is Benton. Another one is Harry. Like I said, Harry does return. This is his it's final. Android. Android Harry. That is what his name is. Android. Anyway, Harry is a, an android. So he returns in this one for the final time. It's kind of like a little cameo. Um, Haroid. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so like I said, they stumble upon a... Uh, like, a like the, the other one, the Doctoid. I'll leave you to your little, like android puns as we seem to get them every week some sort of pun of the week we'll have to have a little section called pun of the week then becky so anyway puns are not just for the sake of being puns my puns one are purely on the spot two classic as hell and three very funny and they're always funny because they're always sort of on the spot Mm. They're predictable. In um, there's a lot of uh, I find there's a lot of capture, capturing and escaping in this one again. We're back to that sort of format with Doctor Who. Again, yeah, and there's a bit where obviously the Doctor and Sarah Jane split. They do this one again where they sort of split. He puts a lot of faith in his companions not to get into trouble. He doesn't. He puts a lot of faith in his companions not to get into any trouble. Uh, he, he definitely yeah, she, trusts she, Sarah Jane know. here. Yeah, but I don't know why, because for God knows how many episodes, she's been like a bit of a damsel in distress. Everything keeps happening to her. And I, I don't think so. I think actually I disagree there. I think Sarah Jane, I think Sarah Jane's been doing really well lately. I think she's been, she's been very independent. We had this uh, conversation actually on the last episode, but if you were paying attention, um, Sarah Jane is a very independent companion. I can't remember what I said. Exactly. That was a week ago. Um, Sorry, but I don't, li- you know, I'm not like you. I don't listen to the po- podcast back because I don't like the way I sound. <laughs> well, I have to listen back. I have to edit them. Um, yeah, but I don't. So, yeah, I, I think this week, yeah, she there's a few instances no where tr- she does I get into no trouble, time. but she does get out of them. So, second episode has a nice little scene where they have to escape. They're being pursued by units or android units and dogs and... Uh, as a stumbling through the uh, sort of wooded area. Again, the Doctor's scarf is a bit of a hindrance here because it keeps getting caught on like what I'm guessing is like brambles because he yeah, does say he does in say the first episode, brambles. yeah, he says watch brambles and he's always constantly like tugging at his scarf a little bit. Uh, there's Yeah, but to be honest, brambles are a lot sharper than that so surely they'd actually tuck it. Mm, well, maybe. There's a, a, a comedy a comedy fall. See, that's my problem. That's supposed to be an actual wool scarf, right? Yes. So... How come I, I've got a woolen cardigan? I had it for one week, and it was plucked to shreds. Hmm. And that was before we even got the cap. Obviously, the that doctor just... is repairing his scarf in between adventures. Right, because I really see him as a knitter. Well, you never know. Anyway, there's a comedy comedy trip fall by uh, Sarah Jane here, where she sort of falls over. Um, very very dr- five minutes for a holiday. Who's he gonna knit? Well, I don't know. Uh, a very uh, sort of uh, worries me fall. Maybe scarf regenerates. Maybe. Maybe that is it. Maybe because it's in the TARDIS. The TARDIS has healing properties on his scarf. See? 
genius. So anyway, yeah, she falls over. She hurts her ankle, ankle so she becomes a bit of a hindrance at this point. Well, the doctor shoes. then says, the I doctor says... very tactical, are they? Them shoes are basically just sort of wedged espadrilles. They look absolutely stupid. They're not exactly pro-adventure. Well, they're, they're wedges. Just... They're floral wedges, if you look at them. Uh, they're espadrilles, actually. Right. Espadrilles are a flat wedge, which is the same on all levels. Still a wedge. It, does, it doesn't have a slant wedge like normal wedges. They're espadrilles also because they're closed toe. Mm. Anyway, he encourages Sarah Jane to get into the tree. How she gets into the tree, I'm guessing he has to give her a leg up. But then how does she, you know, she gets to halfway, how does she, how does she climb the rest of the way? Anyway, he leads the dogs off by ditching his scarf. And he takes her scarf as a scent marker, takes his coat off and then his hat. They come into the area. He's nowhere to be seen. He's actually in the lake. And it's kind of like, I think it's a bit of an iconic scene that I suppose when the doctor sort of or Tom Baker sort of appears out of the lake and spits the water out. I think it's a bit of an iconic scene. Sarah Jane drops down from the tree, runs off into the distance, being pursued by a unit and the dogs. And she's captured by... Uh, the crawls basically and taken to their spaceship I'm guessing what it is so yeah. the spaceship where she's placed on a table and they kind of uh, map I think they map her brain basically and take a look inside get all their memories so that they can actually duplicate her as an android and that's kind of what they do uh, the doctor ends up going back to the pub where he receives a phone call on the telephone that wasn't working and there's a little bit of like Comedic moment here from Tom Baker again. This is what the thing that I like about Tom Baker as a doctor. He does have these sort of flourishes of comedy, uh, which I think are very well placed by him. Like he says, like the phones aren't working for the landlord to say, well, there's a gale that's knocked them all out, only for then the phone to um, ring. He picks it up and gives it to the android, which is like a bit of a comedy moment, I think. And also there's like a, a nice bit here with a dartboard where he throws three darts and they get them all into the 50 in the middle and well, the bullseye. Better. Well, that's better than basically someone turning around and said that you've had more pricks in the second-hand dartboard. Right, okay. I'll leave that one right there and move on. So, yeah, he gets a phone call from Sarah Jane who says, meet me at the shop. He uh, does so. He offers her a ginger... Uh, it, it changes. It's a ginger beer and then it changes to a ginger pop. I'm guessing they're both the same yeah, thing. Yeah, ginger beer is not even alcoholic. Yeah, so he offers her the ginger pop at the time. She accepts it gladly and has a drink, but this is a red flag because in the very beginning of the serial, he offers her, uh, Sarah Jane a ginger beer. She says, no, I can't. I detest the stuff, I think is what she says. Yeah. So this is a little bit of a red flag here because this Sarah Jane has uh, accepted it. So they ended up going back to the TARDIS, which isn't there anymore because the real Sarah Jane... Um, had gone to it previously put the key in it and it had disappeared and as we find out later on in the serial the doctor explains that by putting the key in it sort of i think it sort of releases the sort of mechanism and the the tardis so it has to continue on its way to the real earth and that's where it ends up so um we then get the scene at the very end where he then questions Sarah Jane. He calls her out as being an android. They're getting a bit of a tussle. There's a gun, I think, and she ends up on the floor. She rolls over. Another iconic scene for me. She rolls over only for her face to fall off and reveals that it's the inside of an android. I'll... Yeah, like I said, it's definitely no Samsung. To me, I don't know about the android look. I don't know about you. It looks um, stupid. It's kind of like a hollowed out face with some circuits in it and two beady eyes, like googly eyes. Yeah, it's creepy, I think. 
it, it, yeah, it does have its place. Do you still think now, it, now that we're what four, what would you say, forty years maybe? Is it eighty-five, ninety-five, two thousand? Yeah, we're about um, forty-five, nearly fifty years now. On, do you still think it's as scary as it probably was back then? No. They do look creepy looking, and I do think that they 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 look. Um, the white su- uh, the white suited um astronoid ast- astronaut astronaut um androids they kind of remind me of autons because they've got like their finger is a gun and kind of the androids it's the whole hand opens and there's like a gun in the hand so that kind of reminds me of the uh, the autons a little bit i found yeah so I did think that you know while we're talking about similarities, uh, we'll go through a few of the similarities. We've kind of seen the story before, I think, and I feel it's kind of rehashed from many different serials, like that androids with the hands. That's kind of a moment I feel has been recycled. Uh, the androids, I think, is a bit recycled. Uh, in the We find out that there's this guy called the one with the eye patch. Can you remember what his name was? Crayford. Crayford, he's an astronaut. Went into space. No, Crayford. He he go. He went into space. He ended up. They ended up losing contact with him. They end up assuming he was dead, but obviously wasn't. He came back to Earth, or at least this Kroll planet, um, and he's coming back to Earth with the Krolls. Um, I kind of feel that the story's recycled as well. Is it kind of um, ambassadors of death type thing to me? Because they went into space, but then the astronauts, uh, the astronauts come back with uh, instead of them, yeah. and took their place. So it's kind of the same sort of story. I find eye patch again. That eye patch is very reminiscent of Inferno with the Brigadier. Yeah, no, that's so funny. Uh, basically, he's wearing an eye patch because the Krals have brainwashed him. He says that he had an accident and that they were like really brilliant surgical minds that pieced him back together but it's all brainwashing in the end they brainwashed him into believing that they're actually doing good but it's not they want to inhabit the earth come back and make it their own by using this virus that will um, affect humankind and that's actually like it basically comes back to bite the crawls uh in the backside basically at the very end so the crawls uh the main crawl was called again can you remember the name becky or were you paying attention uh god no, it's just having... Isn't it stigrom uh, i think it was like stigrom uh i probably butchered it but stigron i think is the main oh, guy stigrom. no i think it's stigrom um yeah it kind of comes back to bite them in the backside basically uh, because it's their downfall in the very end so there's a nice little scene in episode three where uh the doctor again there's a few iconic moments i find in this one this is another one where he gets captured by unit and the the kraals and he gets tied to the sort of monument that's in the center of the village and he gets tied up with vine uh, a sort of ivy vine which is like basically titanium because it's all a replica so it's not oh, real well well yeah that's it and probably as tough <laughs> as the real thing yeah, 
So they place, they basically want to destroy this, as they call it, a training facility, Although this imagine, village. I think the problem in our border is sticky roof. Mm. Yeah. Well, again, that's probably strong as five as well. It's so yeah. difficult to get rid of sticky weed. Oh, especially if you get when it gets stuck to you. Oh. Mm, yeah. So, get that so they basically they want to uh, fly Cray uh, Crayford's ship back to Earth, where they're going to uh, deploy the androids to take over the high-powered positions. Mm -hmm. They want to destroy the training facility before they leave, so they tie the Doctor to this monument and place this uh, an MP bomb or something. I think I did write it down. What was it? It was a um it was a it was an md bomb uh they place it at his feet uh set the timer only for then uh, sarah jane to run around the corner and try to get the vines off him he can't she can't cut them with the knife that's in his pocket so she has to use the tried and trusted sonic screwdriver very interesting that she knows how to work it because he says set it to like omega alpha or something and she does and she's able to work it straight away which i think is quite interesting that she can do that and she's actually again this is where i think sarah jane really does like help the the story she actually saves the doctor's life here they end up running and getting him aboard the uh the kral's ship as it kind of is uh i don't know if it's kind of like like a hollow deck this or something that works out like a star mm. trek hollow deck because they get well, inside no, they that ship Okay, and then they get aboard the Kral ship, which leaves, mm -hmm. but they can't obviously fly the Kral ship to Earth, so they have to get into Crayford's ship to then pilot that to Earth. But they say something about the radiation is getting worse and they need to leave or something like that. Um, let me have a look at the actual, uh, what do you call it, the TARDIS wiki page. Um, so says they run uh they run into the base and shut the door as a village dissolves into a wasteland mm. so the doctor tells sarah jane that he should have realized the radiation levels he picked up when they landed were those of osidon the kral planet the levels are increasing and the planet will soon be inhabitable this is why the kral's are invading earth the duplicate village and their androids are a training ground so that's basically what they're doing um, it says soon the Kraals will send uh, Crayford's ship back uh, by space-time warp so he can make a normal landing. Uh, he had recently established uh, radio contact with Earth and then fed them a story how his ship was trapped in an orbit around Jupiter and he survived by rationing his supplies, recycling his water. And then it says with the world's attention focused on his landing, the space shells containing the androids will be taken for meteorites. And that's basically uh, episode four. Uh, the Doctor and uh, Sarah Jane get into these pods. Unbeknownst to them, there's actually a duplicate Doctor android doctor who goes down as well and then we find out there's actually another duplicate sarah jane that's what i feel but you don't yeah. i don't think you see the duplicate sarah jane besides when she gets out the pod and the fake doctor says we have work to be done i don't think you ever see the duplicate sarah jane again i think that's it there's a nice little moment uh, where the Doctor comes into the uh, space centre where he sees Benton, Android Benton, and says, have you seen me? No, if you do, then it must be the imposter. Only for him to go into the sort of command centre and then another Doctor comes in and says exactly the same sort of thing, only for Benton to shoot him. 
he doesn't do anything, so he says, "Are you satisfied?" That's quite a quite a cool little comedy moment, I think, as well. Uh, I think they missed a trick here. They could add the brigadier. Don't know why he wasn't in this one. Uh, maybe or maybe just was busy with something else. They have Faraday instead, like Commander Faraday or General Faraday. What is it? It's Colonel Faraday. There we go. Um, so you kind of have Benton back and you kind of have Harry back, but you don't have the Brigadier. I just don't understand that one, but it is what it is. And the very end of the serial is the Doctor gets the command centre to point the uh, satellite dish down towards the uh, command centre, which will uh, de um, deactivate all the androids by interrupting their sort of power signal. And then they go aboard Crayford's ship where the Kral or Stigron is. And he has that virus, which he says Sarah Jane is going to release and destroy humanity. Only for then the fake, is it fake doctor that's been reprogrammed by the doctor comes in. And they're able to sort of push Stigron over. He falls on his virus. It basically is, it's a very good effect, I thought, yeah. because he kind of falls on the tube or on the little container, and it kind of melts his face. Now, I don't know how they've done that, because the container doesn't really... You can see the container doesn't hold that sort of yeah. effect. It must have been on his face already, in like a little pouch or something, that he split yeah. when he fell. But it kind of melts him, and that's how they defeat they defeat Stigron, and that's kind of the end um, of the episode. Although there is a kind of... Is it kind of hinting now that Sarah Jane is leaving? Because there is a little bit at the end where it says Sarah and uh, Sarah Jane and the Doctor make their way back to the TARDIS. Sarah says Sarah says she is going to take a taxi home, but when the Doctor offers to take her home instead, she smiles and says, "How can I uh, how can I refuse?" And then they enter the ship and it vanishes. So is that kind of like a foreshadowing now that we are now getting to the end of Sarah Jane? I think um, she hasn't got many serials now. I think she does leave in season fourteen. It's coming. But I, I wonder if they're now setting, sowing the seed of it now because she says, oh, I'll just take a taxi. I don't really want to come with you. But the doctor kind of knows that she's not really done yet with him yeah. because there's still that twinkle in her eye. Yeah, and I think he basically gave her an offer she couldn't refuse, I think, in her mind. That's how she sort of sees it. She's kind of like, I don't know, she's kind of playing with him there saying, oh, I'll just take a taxi, wink, wink sort of thing, only for him to say, oh, I'll take you sort of thing, for sort of trying to lead him into saying something so she can say, oh, go on then, how can I refuse that? You know, I, I don't think she kind of really wants to leave the Doctor yet, but I think it's coming because obviously for the last sort of few episodes I've been trying to get back to Earth ever since like... um I think it's ever since like season 12 with, you know, the Sultarans, the, the, the Daleks, the Cybermen, all that sort of stuff. She's been wanting to get back to Earth. And there's been that sort of thread through this season now where they've been trying to get back to London in the 70s. And they're kind of just not quite doing it. They kind of nearly done it now. And she kind of was home. So she could have, like you said, could have took a taxi and she would have been home and left him. But, you know. It wasn't to be, not quite yet. So that is uh, the Android Invasion. It's a nice short contained story that I think is actually a quite good one. Uh, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't drag on. It's not boring in the middle. I just, I just really like this one. I think this is a really, really good one. This is one of the ones in this season that kind of stands out to me. Um, like uh, Planet of Evil was just, yeah, that's the the worst one I've seen so far. This one is, you know, 
I think a lot better than that one. So, uh, like I said, it come in at 80, 86. So do you think it's worthy of the top 100? Why don't you think so? Let's elaborate. I think it's a good story. What's yeah, your yeah. side of the coin? It seemed a bit meh. So you're very much on the average story side of the things. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, it was probably average. There weren't much excitement about it. Well, it's not really supposed to, I don't know if it's meant to be an exciting one. Well, the stiff face packs. Hmm. Yeah, the, I've decided to call them now. Yeah, the monster isn't very rememberable. I think you only get to see what three of them. I think two main ones, one unnamed. Uh, yeah, to me, it's not a rememberable I've monster. Well, no, there's three, and the credits is three. They've got one called Crawl. So, anyway, let's go to Mark Campbell's episode guide really? verdict. Well, that's just what the the cast list says. It didn't obviously give him a name because he was only a little bit part. Doesn't really matter to the Unimportant. plot, basically. Anyway, Mark Campbell's episode guide: eerie with a tangible sense of dislocation. This is an effective stab at something other than gothic horror. Unfortunately, any mystery is made redundant by the title. Seven out of ten. So we've said this before. Uh, I'm glad he's mentioned it because now we can say now somebody else has shared our opinion. I get what he's saying about, you know, any mystery has gone out with the title. That is true. Um, we've had this discussion about should they put the monster's name in the title? Like Dalek, Cyberman, you kind of know, you know, you kind of know Soltarans. No, because then you're basically, you get a side one with Cyberman or Daleks in, you think, oh, this is going to be a good story. And then the problem is, is when it's not, you basically get your hopes up really high and then they come crashing down. At the end of the day, I'd prefer it if they left this, you know, they'd done the title different from what the monster is. I'm kind of... I think it's better to leave it out. I'm kind of on the... Uh, I'm on that actually train of thought. I think they shouldn't put the monster in, but I can understand why back then they did. Nowadays, it's not so prevalent. They don't really need to put Cyberman or Dalek in the title because they know they've got so many viewers watching it now anyway. But I think back then... It's a ratings boost for them in the 70s, 60s and 70s and 80s. It's a racing. Yeah, but now... You know, to now, me, it's a ratings okay. boost. They put Dalek in the title to get people watching in the 70s. Well, no, Gotham is such an institution that, you know, anyone will just watch it regardless, you know. Yeah, so anyway. So you think it's a little bit sort of um, average. So... Seven out of ten. I think I would go with a seven or ten. You're not obviously going to go for that. You go for a five, is what you've signaled to me. So, yep. So an average story. So next week's next week's um, episode is the brain of Morbius, um, a four parter, and well i'm not going to give anything away because i can't really remember there's a nice uh, i will tell you that we've got a nice uh yeah, another it, returning actor yeah, but is it like the giant brain or are we basically going on the web of fear where it's basically metaphorical again i believe without really spoil like, i can't really remember too much to be honest but without spoiling it, i think it's like a frankenstein-esque story very much like Frankenstein type story. It's got a returning 
It's got a returning actor as well. Philip Maddox is returning for, I think, his final appearance in Doctor Who. He's been in Doctor Who a couple of times. We'll talk about this a bit more next week, but he's been in a couple more times already um, back with Patrick Troughton. Uh, I think he was in the War Games, and I think he was in the Crotons. But I'll do my research for next week, and I will actually confirm the that. The Crotons! Yes, basically. So, uh, we walk around looking for soup. Obviously, there any other Doctor Who news again if we um, if there's any announcement of uh, the Doctor, the new Doctor I think we'll do an impromptu podcast, I think we'll do an impromptu probably 10 minute podcast which will be a little bit special one the, and it'll be a big yay or a big nay, yeah and we'll see but they're saying within the next most couple of weeks so we'll see, most likely that's probably not going to be a big opening, we'll see won't we um because yeah. I know who should be it and who deserves to yeah. be it. We will definitely see within the next couple of weeks, and I think. the wrong people get it. Yeah, so anyway, uh, wrapping up the podcast now, uh, or wrapping up this episode of the podcast, uh, we'll say... Although René Jean-Page is looking pretty yeah. fine at the Met Gala. So say, we'll say, if there's any news, we'll do an impromptu 10-minute podcast. So watch out for social media. So that will be in the description for that one. We'll keep all the social medias updated if we do do a uh, re- uh, sort of reactions uh, podcast to that or reactions episode to that. So uh, if not, then we are, I think, uh, I think we're going to work on the subscriptions episode of the Daleks movie. Um, we're going to do that one soon and next week's The Brain of Morbius so I think we'll leave it there there's nothing really to cover on like I said let us know what you thought of the Android invasion uh, in the social medias which are in the description on Twitter or Facebook and we will catch you on next week's episode so I'll say goodbye say goodbye Becky bye 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 <laughs>